Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Live from the Optima Batteries booth at SEMA, it's CarCast. Now please welcome to the stage your hosts, Matt DeAndrea and Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate, huh? Get it on. We, Hello. We're facing the wrong way, or we got it. Thank you, uh, SEMA crowd, for uh, coming out here. Uh, I'm Adam Carroll. That's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over there. Uh, we'll bring out uh, in a couple of you, Cam Douglas and uh, James Clay, both guys. Uh, well, well, we'll tell you about Optima Batteries and how they're connected and all that. And there's Pete Brock, living legend, everybody. <laughs> Pete Brock down there. Uh, I love Pete Brock because he uses turquoise, but he does it tastefully. He doesn't overdo <laughs> the turquoise. I've been accused of going a little heavy on it the happens, turquoise, yeah. belt buckles, earrings, things of that nature, brooches, bracelets, things like that. Pete, just a dusting of turquoise <laughs> always pulls it off. I guess it's those blue eyes. Yes, Pete? So uh, we've been having fun making the rounds around here. Basically... Uh, I have one thought whenever I pass through SEMA, which is, uh, this is why the terrorists hate us. <laughs> they wish they had all of this crap, right? right? Yeah. They wish that they were working on billet everything. They wish that they had some of the, the you know, that they'd taken uh, all the blocks and the castings and ground the castings off it and then powder coated it. I like the fact that we're so advanced as a country and here at SEMA, that we actually now take stuff that's really nice, like billet stuff, and make it look like it's cast and old. We're going back the opposite direction now. You know? Did you guys see the hand-built Tucker up, up the way? Back there? No. I'm going to... Yeah, no. As a matter of fact, that's bad pod. That's bad SEMA pod. I shouldn't be directing you to other booths. <laughs> right. I should be telling you, stay here. Uh, I, I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of trivia on you because we were just walking through the Ford booth. What they got about eighty square feet there this year? Yeah, they're they're hurting. Yeah, it's yeah. Too bad. They have one Festiva and it's up on its end. <laughs> they have that little room in their booth this year. It's a single yeah. Festiva. Can anyone answer this question? I've been asking this for a while. Do we need a Fiesta? And a festiva. And then later on, I'm going to ask why we need a Hawaii and a Kauai. Oh, could be a little feedback for you there. Yes. All right. So I'm going to ask you guys the trivia question that I answered successfully and won a GT hat, which I promptly gave away to an adoring fan. Here was a question that was asked from the bimb, I mean, from the young gal who had the microphone at the Ford booth. What was the name of Henry Ford's first race car? Anybody. Anybody? Oh, Pete oh, Brock. Pete Brock. Ringer Pete Brock. Turquoise Take, is not turquoise, the answer. Turquoise Pete That's Brock. That's not the answer. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody Pete's else? Yeah. You got it? Nine nine nine. No. Yes, that's German for wrong, wrong, wrong. 
Um, it, the Pinto. No, these are all fantastic. It was called Sweepstakes. See, when well, nobody... Pete was wrong. When Pete no, just looked, he, he just had this look on his face like, oh, maybe I was wrong. It was called Sweepstakes, and uh, he got it, won a race in it, never raced again, and then um, went on to not only uh, take over the world, but... Uh, uh, produce a little anti-Semitic literature and drop it off at his dealerships. <laughs> which had to be a weird sell if you owed like a Ford dealership in Encino. And they're like, hey, I'd like to drop over, off our anti-Semitic newspapers. <laughs> like, yeah, we got the Silvermans coming in. They're looking at a fair lane. Good. Uh, were those to the back? No. All right. So, um, Matt, what have you seen? You've been here for a few days now. It's... <laughs> This is such a crazy show. As soon as you start walking in, it's like I'm a big fish and everything in here is shiny. And I'm just going from booth to booth to booth. But it's kind of like what you're saying is, is you can walk over to that Camaro right there and buy that thing all day long for $2,000. Or you can build the $200,000 version of that car. That's what we love about SEMA. All right, but you're right. We, so we, the, we can all agree we're, we're tired of those goddamn trucks, right? Those big trucks the, with the rubber outside. band tires. Everything the, outside. Oh, yes. You have 700 inches of travel. That is awesome. <laughs> on a 20 series tire with triple chrome rims. So what, yeah. what's all the travel for then if you have rubber bands it's to for get tires? your air horns higher. Yes. I would like the stopping distance for my Ford F-350 to be infinity. I'd like to just... <laughs> Here's how I'll stop. I'll run over another family of five in, in, in a Camry. That's what'll stop me. Yeah. Who are these guys out in the parking lot? And can they be stopped? I'm uh, sorry. They need to be moved. They need their own show. They're bothering me. I come here to see the Ring Brothers and uh, Camaros. Ring Brothers and are doing God, great. God. They've got a bunch of debuts out here. We saw Roadster Shop. If anybody loves Roadster Shop, they've got a handful of really cool cars out here. And Rob Ida's Tucker. Pete, Take a look at that. Oh, the, tar- the Tucker Pete Brock brought the 510 it's, it's with 510. the uh, small block Chevy yeah. in it as well. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, in, a, in a, crazy, uh, a crazy color. But is that a stock 510 color? So says uh, Pete Brock. It's a, uh, it's a stock, uh, stock 510 color. Uh, I hope uh, I, was, I was proud to say... <clears throat> That when I was flying here southwest, because, you know, I got I, I to gotta live a little. You know, I'm a big celebrity. I was flying southwest, and I was opening my uh, vintage car auto sports magazine. And I saw a picture for our friend uh, Les Canada and his uh, Datsun Motorsports with an unlicensed picture of myself driving one of Pete Brock's cars, the uh, 2000 Roadster, done up at the... Um, at the uh, Monterey Historics from a few years yeah. ago, that advertisement in the pe- in in the uh, magazine was right next to an advertising for BRE stuff, and a picture of the car from back in the day was in the BRE side. So maybe that's where Les got the idea. Yes, I'm uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that driving Pete Brock's uh, 2000 Roadster Datsun. Uh, at the Monterey uh, Rolex Historics in 2011, I was awarded the coveted Rolex Cup. Did, did you get a watch? No, I did not get a watch. And that's, that's <laughs> the story. Here's the moral of the story. Don't ever win a Rolex Cup. Because if you win a Rolex Cup, the next question out of everyone's mouth is, 
to come with a watch? And then you go, no, it's just a cup. And they go, bummer, man, sorry. Yeah. You didn't really win much of anything, did you? you? Yeah, but I won a cup. And they go, yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Good luck with the uh, Swatch and Timex Cup next next year. All right. So uh, what should we do here, Matt? You tell us what else you've seen here that you like. Well, other than the fleet of monster trucks outside. Oh, man. Nothing um, better. I've only made it so far to this central hall area. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, what I'm seeing is... In the parts world, tons of fun uh, turbo and superchargers. Everybody's going unnaturally aspirated these days. It seems like everything is getting boosted. And uh, a crazy, I forgot who had it, but a crazy diesel build. Some, something massive coming out of the hood that is all fabricated now. Now all the fabrication that used to be under the hood is just coming back out through the hood again. That used to be old school, but now it's... Yeah, everyone's shoving the turbochargers up front, cutting out the hood and hanging them out. I'm proud to see some more uh, 510s and Z cars. Z cars? We saw four or five Z cars? Seen some Z cars, seen some 510s. No roadsters, Pete. We're going to have to work on that one. But uh, nice to see uh, all the stuff represented. And uh, what else do you want to... Want to see? Is there any? Have you seen any accessories or anything you like? I haven't gone to the other halls yet. Like, seem is getting big enough to where like you pick a year. This year, Central Hall. Next year, just North Hall. You know, and maybe the year after, wheels and tires. Just wheels and tires. That's all you can do. But it's tough to do it all, right? Are you guys doing it all? Are you having it all? Are are you? Is there anything you guys have seen here that is uh, blown blown your mind? Beside the uh, Festiva up on its bumper over at the Ford booth. Yes. The the what are? The four hundred R. The four hundred R. Oh, the Porsche. Yeah, we did see that. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. A, What's the Porsche 400 R? It's uh, it's 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 like a nine nine three. Is it a nine nine three? Like. Yeah, 993 air-cooled Porsche done up in a Singer style. Oh. Yeah, it's really yeah. done up nice. Yeah, the Singer stuff is amazing, and I, I, I'm, I'm happy it's to see... It's how you take a Porsche and make it way more expensive. <laughs> but just, I'm happy to see that the market is, is getting good. Like, if you build something like a Singer Porsche, or yeah. like a lot of... A lot of these cars in the past, someone would spend 250 grand, build the car... Sell it to Chris Titus. Chris Titus would get divorced. It'd end up at Meekum in uh, Monterey, and yeah. then hammer it out for $54,000 with a guitar yeah. in, the, in the back seat. And tickets to his show. And, and tickets to his one show. Of his kids. And <laughs> his firstborn. And you know. now the stuff is uh, holding its own. So I like it. You know, that. another cool car, though, is right here in the Optima booth is Jonathan Ward's got one of his derelicts up there, the Rolls Royce. Oh, yeah. That you thing guys, is pretty you amazing. You guys know the uh, derelict stuff? The derelict, the theory is they take an old car and you make it new. It looks old. So it'd be like if you took an old weathered prostitute but put the heart of a virgin in her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not exactly that, but yeah. it's, I think it's a, you know, I didn't have time to really cook up an analogy no, I got that it. worked I, completely. I got so it. you took a haggard, old, used Canadian whore, even worse. <laughs> just, just sunblasted and you know, rode hard and put away wet. 
but took the heart of a virgin. That's what John the Warner did. And put it in her and renewed and invigorated her. Except for I don't think we... I don't think she'd get as much out on the yeah. street as Ward gets with his stuff. I read that verbatim in his sales material. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he does. So, yeah, now he's got a Rolls Royce. He'll do, like, weird Buick Roadmaster yeah, convertibles yeah. and stuff I think like that. Doing some electric thing, which should make sense to Cam because it's yeah. a bunch of batteries, right? <laughs> so, if, if anybody, here's the thing about Jonathan Ward and um, the derelicts. If you ever want a car that's three hundred grand, where you have to argue with people about how much you paid for it, where they go, this pile of crap, get out of town. Three hundred grand. What are you talking about? It's junk. If you ever wanted that conversation with your wife, you go with the derelict. (laughs) Or you could use my prostitute analogy as well. Either one will work perfectly. All right, who are we bringing up uh, first? Cam Douglas. Let's bring up Cam Douglas. Cam Douglas. Come on up here. Director of product development and marketing. He grew up racing motorcycles, carts. And when it says carts, I'm guessing it's not the kind that attach to horses, right? These are go-karts and cars. And uh, I should tell uh, all you guys, uh, you know, before you... uh, before you head home, pick up an Optima battery. Why don't, why don't we... Uh, we got to figure out where our bread is buttered here. Hey, Cam. Uh, perfect name. I love all car guys who have car names. I love uh, Vic Edelbrock's got a daughter named Cammie. It's, yep. it's just a world I want to live in. We were talking about the Optima challenge with the uh, streetcar or the, or the Pro Tour challenge. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I was uh, fascinated by this discussion we had back in the green room. Sure. The uh, Optima Streetcar Invitational, the OUSCI, has been going on since 2008. Um, it was a, a time that was a little bit rough in the industry, and we were trying to figure out creative ways to get um, people to uh, appreciate all the products here that are sold at SEMA. So we actually got a, a group of people together and challenged them to put these wonderful cars that are on display at SEMA and put them on a racetrack and say, prove to the public that these parts actually work in these tough conditions. So let me draw another analogy. Everyone, you know, you see these cars and they look amazing, but do they work? You know what I mean? Like people look at me, they go, matinee idol, good luck. Of course, the guy's like a model, but can he get up on stage? Can he produce? Can he tell a joke? And then I wow the crowd with my prostitute analogies, and they go, wow, looks and cooks. So that's basically what we're saying with the cars. It's not enough that they just look good. they got to get out there and work. Absolutely. And tell us the, uh, the, uh, the trials and tribulations, the rigors that you put the cars through. So it's, it's a pentathlon of events. We want to make sure that these cars are, are real street cars. So they, they have... They're aspirational to our consumers, but they're, they're something that's relevant to what they actually drive. So it's, it's got to have a license plate on it. It's got to be registered, insured, and driven by a non-professional, even though some of the drivers in our series are approaching that level, but um, we require that they're regular people. We do a track day. We do a timed lap, right? There's an autocross. There's also a scrutineering, right, where you just sort of look at the car and design and engineering. Design and engineering. What are the other categories? Well, autocross you mentioned. We have a speed stop, road course, and autocross. So and five different events. 
And it's sort of, so the ultimate is uh, sort of like the, a renaissance man, like the ultimate muscle car that you can drive on the street, that is comfortable, that stops, that works, that's safe, but performs, that is, at the end, sort of the ultimate car. Yeah, the ultimate street car. The ultimate street car. So now we're going into our 10th year of this, yes? Yes. How many people participated year one? Year one, I think we had 26 cars. And now? Now we have uh, right around 100. I think we'll hit 100 this year. It's nice to see uh, the sport, the hobby, the everything. You know, I do a lot of vintage racing. When we started out, you'd go to Laguna Seca. Did I mention I won the Rolex Cup and that doesn't come with a watch? Thank you. Um, It was a little, like, it it was sparse. You know, there wasn't a ton of people in the grandstands. There was always a pretty good turnout as far as the cars go. But these events are getting crowded now. Yeah. I mean, God knows. Anyone been to Goodwood? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One guy's been to two girls. Girl and a guy been been good to it. You can't walk in that place. I mean, that is like that is Woodstock for cars. It's nice to see that uh, not only or this place you said was a little bit sparse in two thousand and eight, right? Yeah, there was some concrete available in two thousand eight. It was a long time ago. It's nice to see uh, the industry bounce back this way. So uh, we're going to do an unveiling with the Optima battery in a couple of few, but uh, we won't do that. Uh, we won't do that just yet. Um, brag about Optima a little bit. I have them in a lot of my race cars, but you tell you tell us about it. Right on. Well, Optima is um, in the in the battery world. It's the ultimate power source. So it's the it's the battery that um, will. Uh, perform in your vehicle and outperform others in extreme conditions. So typically it's in conditions where that race cars are put through, or that Bonneville car, uh, Danny Thompson's Bonneville car would be put through, or this Pikes Peak car would be put through. Endure extreme heat, vibration, and uh, high electrical loads. Mm. Also hu- humiliation as well. I've, I've talked a lot of crap up to some of those batteries, and they stand up to it. I can tell you that yeah. Pete Brock has a switch. In my 2000 Roadster, there's a switch to shut off the alternator. Mm-hmm. Th- to it's stop. like a nitrous switch. <laughs> the amount of power you get by turning <laughs> off. quarter of horsepower or whatever. But now we didn't, you didn't have the Optima back in the day. I think you just ran old school. But it stops the electronic current, which makes the drag on the pulley and the crank, but you only want to flip the switch down with a couple laps left in the race. I'm always scared to touch that switch. <laughs> I got race cars. There's three, three switches I don't touch. I don't touch the shut off the alternate one, alternator. I don't muss with the sway bar. I don't muss with the brake ballast. I put everything in the middle, and I drive. <laughs> Do you know how yeah. that works and if that's worth it and I should hit that switch or not? I wouldn't hit the switch. Don't hit it? <laughs> no, don't hit the switch. But if I, had a, if I could get an Optima battery in there, I'd probably make it the whole race, right? It might, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, we can talk about that. We'll have to, it takes a little bit of math to figure that one out. We'll figure the math out because I could use that extra quarter horsepower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the difference by between winning. Lap. So when, uh, tell us the history of Optima. How long, how long has it been around? Where do they start? And what's the future? Yeah, Optimo's developed in the uh, late six or late 
early 70s, and um, it was all about developing a technology that was a, a sealed product that would um, be something that was uh, safer but also had rechargeability. Right. So back, back when you'd have to add the acid or distilled exactly. water, whatever it is, now they have the battery caps that make it look like you have to add... Oh, there's a good Optima question. Are you guys, with all the retro stuff that's going on out here, do you guys think about a retro line? No, there's, there is companies that make our battery look old. Oh, so, I see, and, right. And if, if people are looking for that, looking for that concourse look or looking for you know, that vintage look, we've, we're happy to help them with those other companies. You should buy those guys out and crush them. Like beer cans is what you should be doing. Not happy that they're making money off Optima's back. You buy them up, those little Ma and Pa guys who dress up those batteries, and you crush them, man. That's you're like Les running the ad with you in it. Yeah, you're big battery. Yeah, I, I got to sue Les for putting that picture of me in that, uh, in in that Roadster in that ad. So um, is Optima... Everybody eventually spreads out and starts making, you know, distributor caps and shower caps and <laughs> starts making uh, decals and flame decals. Like, I feel like everybody eventually starts spreading out. Is Optima, what's Optima thinking about it, or is it just 100% batteries 100% of the time? Pretty darn focused on batteries. Um, we also make a line of chargers, high-performance battery chargers that work uh, better for uh, high-performance batteries, so it's definitely uh, looking at other opportunities. But we'll stay in a space that is actually providing value to help uh, enthusiasts um, make their car work better, right? What do you have in terms of your own personal preferences for a car? What, what race cars do you like? What era do you like? What American, European? My problem is I like them all. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a few that I, I think stand out. I grew up with a, a father who appreciated and enjoyed Mercedes, so I I love AMG cars. I love AMG too. They're so weird, but they're so cool. But that's weird that your dad was into Mercedes like back in the day, because that's a weird car. I mean, that's back. Remember back when you'd pass. Uh, mechanic shops and it'd say we work on foreign cars like, it was a big <laughs> deal that they worked on foreign cars and if you like blew a head gasket or something in Mercedes you had to wait a couple of weeks for the thing to be like slow boated over and everything right. it was your dad wait a minute your dad wasn't Hugh Hefner was he no, he had like a 300 no. convertible no. no what did no. your dad have something weird back in the day no he had yeah, well, he drove a diesel on a regular basis, but he had Tony Curtis's Gullwing. Oh, I hate my dad now. His dad had Tony Curtis's Gullwing. Oh, that's what, that's Rich Whitey, I see yeah. what's going on here. So your dad made you a car guy, which oh, is another man. I learned how to drive a stick in that car. Oh, now I'm angry at my dad. And I'm angry at your dad, too, because your dad drove a diesel back when you tuck in behind these guys going up the freeway on-ramp and they'd floor it and it'd drop into the passing gear and a huge plume of black smoke would just yep. come billowing out of your dad's car and people would be like honking and flashing their high beams, sure. right? You got it. Yeah, all right, so your dad was a Mercedes guy and your dad had a Gullwing. Yeah. All right, tell me a good story about how much your dad bought that Gullwing for and how much he sold it for that's going to make me feel better about my dad. I was, I was pretty young. You're pretty young, right? I was pretty young at that time, so I don't remember. 
but I know but he bought he, it. He got it. I know he bought it right and did very well. Oh damn! Now <laughs> so I'm mad at my dad help? again. I want a story. I want a story where it's like <clears throat> he promised to give me the gold wing when I graduated high school, but he met a lady friend. He left me and my four brothers and mom. He took off in the gold wing. Later on. Sold it. I think he traded it for drugs. We got nothing. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Not did really well with it. You know. I'll think about that. But yeah. I don't have that story All for right. you. Today. My dad had a, a '83 Buick Regal that got stolen. Oh, you didn't want it. That's my story. <laughs> did you steal that, it? That's as much car. Get rid of it. My dad had an '83 no. Buick Regal with a cloth interior. It was stolen. That's my story. Yeah. That's my car story. You have. T- you have, uh, wait, who's that? Uh, Tony, uh, Tony Curtis. Tony, Tony Curtis's Curtis. uh, Goldwing. I got, uh, I got yeah. at least a Buick Regal with a beige cloth interior. All right. All right so we... we've, we've got uh, a new product to talk about, but first we're going to take a quick look at a video. It's a short 30-second oh, video. You guys take a look at it right up here. By the way, yeah. Cam played that guitar lick. He's too, <laughs> he's too modest to bring it up, but he laid that lick down just backstage just moments before we couldn't clear music. <laughs> Cam pulled his axe out. It was actually one of the guitars. It was the back of Titus's car. <laughs> yeah. he, played, he got he, it at Barry Jackson. He, he bought that. He bought that Impala that uh, Chip Foose breathed on. Anyway, just I, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass him, but he laid that lick down. It was a hell of a lick. All right, so uh, should we bring up now, Cam? Are we going to make room for uh, James Clay up yeah, here let's now? Have James Clay, come up there. But let's okay, talk so to Cam, Cam a little bit about the battery. And do we have a battery? We There's have. One. I'm, I'm guessing there... there's something in this. Is this a treasure chest? I'm... Yes. Oh. Yes, it shall be opened, and we shall reveal the new Optima. Is this it? No, is this? It can't have the guts in it. Can no. it's too. It's too light. You're supposed to pretend. Oh, okay. It Hold on. Yeah. Damn it! I got hernia here, man. <laughs> oh, I got a stitch in my side. I mean, I have a very powerful upper body, but even then, wow. Yeah, look at that. Uh, so tell. Wait, wait. We got to do. We, we should bring up uh, James Clay. Good to see you, James Clay. James, Thank you. James is a uh, owner. He's a driver. He races uh, BMWs. He finished uh, sixth in the IMSA Continental Tire uh, Sports Car Challenge. We talked uh, backstage to him quite a bit uh, about him and his uh, racing and all, all, all their affiliation with Optima as well. Good to see you, James. Thanks for having me here. My, my pleasure. So uh, tell us, what do we need to know about you? Um, well, I'm a BMW fan and have been driving BMWs for almost 20 years and partnered up with Optima on this new, on this new product. And uh, My dad bought Tony Randall's 2002 BMW back in the day. <laughs> Sounds Still good. have it in the family. Not quite the same as a TII. Yeah, sweet, four-speed, you know, 13-inch rims, but it gets around. Yeah. And I put it on, on uh, side draft wheelers. No, my dad had a Buick Rio. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Hot cars, hot cars. Hot cars. No, we, uh, we, we did a series of torture tests with a new product. Uh, we took it to the Nürburgring in Germany this year and pounded on it a little bit. Um, of course, some of, my, uh, some of my friends in the Optima brand pounded on it in demolition derbies, land speed records, a variety of things. We took it up, uh, up Pikes Peak in the, in the blue BMW over here. And um, the, the mission, as Cam stated, was see if you can pound this thing to oblivion, see if you can break it. And we didn't. Yeah. Now, taking, a, taking a look at the battery, it's a yellow top. Why go with another yellow top? What's making this one different than the current lineup? Well, this one, it, it really fits in with our family of products. So it's, uh, uh, the yellow top product is, is uh, extremely durable. It, it can cycle numerous times. Um, and it also has unusually high cranking power. So it is a, truly a dual-purpose battery that fits well in today's vehicles. So. And that's, that's the big thing with this new battery is fitment, right? It's right. it's. it's batteries are because cars are becoming more tighter under the hood and more compact with stuff it needs to be application specific so now you have batteries that fit how are a whole bunch of new cars right so you're almost 80 percent of all vehicles on the road what are some of the what are some of the ones that people have been asking for that this now fits can i say quickly i like the yellow top because i'm a summer (laughs) and anyone and and a taurus but a summer Mainly, so it kind of fits with my palette. Pastels, yellows, vibrant colors, things of that nature. Makes sense. It's not all car talk, people. <laughs> I have another side of me that most people never know because I won't reveal it unless I have a couple of more beers. Sorry, go ahead. That's good. So, anyway, <laughs> going off on a different area yeah. here. What cars does it fit? That's the, what we're getting. Yeah, what cars, what does, cars it does it fit? The mo- what we found is that, you know, all cars, what we found, we knew all cars, most cars built from 2005, 2006, 2007, domestic cars were moving towards a DIN fitment battery, an H6 and higher DIN product. And we didn't have an exact fitment for that. And so um, this, this battery fits exactly in those vehicles as well as all European vehicles built since the 70s. One of the key uh, reasons this is a yellow top is the fact that it will have great energy storage for vehicles that have tremendous amount of electronics today, what about, as you well know. What about storage? Can we put pick up these batteries like your other yellow tops, put them in the race cars, and then not drive it for three years? <laughs> well, you can. We always recommend that you put a maintainer on it. Yeah. I mean, anything. For the, so the proper storage for lead-acid batteries to make sure you keep the voltage up on them. So your collector cars, I'm sure you got maintainers on. Well, I have these cool trickle chargers that are shaped like Harley Davidson motorcycles that have a radio built into them. I mean, it's top line. I mean, it's professional grade. It's good stuff. It's best stuff Pep Boys makes. But yeah, we definitely have that. What I got a couple of questions. I was always told that you shouldn't take batteries and set them on the ground. Does that make a difference? I've never seen that make a difference. Does it make a difference? No, I don't think so. Me yelling at everyone at my shop, take the battery off the ground, you're going to ruin it. that makes you feel good? It does. I like yelling at employees. (laughs) You should do that. All right, how about all the C-cell ones I have in the freezer at home? Can I take those out? That's that's different technology. Different batteries? I'm not not good at that. I don't All right, so what would be... So everything that is going to... 
be idle for a period of time, should be on a maintainer, trickle, what have you. So particularly late, later model vehicles. So anything that has you know a lot of electronics on it, you turn the key off on a car today, it's still, there's something still running. Oh, my God. I had... You guys ready for a rich white guy story? I had... You want to know the heartbreak of a rich white guy? I had an Aston Martin DB9. If that thing sat... I could go to a liquor store, run in, grab a six-pack, come back, and be like, yeah, you should have put the charger on. It does. It's not. You got to... Oh, where's the battery? It's under the, under the passenger seat. Oh, really? No, not, not this car's passenger seats in someone else's car. Like, you'll, you'll never find it. You don't have a battery. Like, I... I couldn't believe if that car sat for two days, it was completely flat, completely flat and would never work. And then when you did get it started, the seat would like go up again. These are first world problems, people. But put the thing on the trickle or maintainer. What, what should we call it? Do we like trickle or we like maintainer? Maintainer. We put on the battery maintainer and, and get a good quality one. Yes, we make one, by get, the way. Yeah, but yours isn't that good. I'm talking about getting a good quality, like, you know, with handlebars and the Harley. And, That's no, different. Get, get a good quality Optima maintainer when you get the battery. Plug that thing in and just save yourselves uh, a lot of trouble. Is there different settings one should be on or different thoughts that one should be on depending on how long it's going to be sort of inactive? It's all dependent upon the technology. So our, our maintainers and chargers have different settings for different types of batteries. So high-performance AGM, which Optima is, and then you have all the other batteries as well, traditional batteries that does a great job with those too, but you've got to choose that setting. Is the technology in this new line of yellow tops here different than your current lineup? Essentially, the chemistry is the same. Okay. So it has the same great attributes as our... Uh, current product. It's high purity materials, 99.99% pure lead. Um, it has a, a proprietary cast on strap and also the radial grid. And those three things are the key elements that make an Optima the ultimate power source. And James, your job was durability testing? A durability testing. Right? Break the battery. We, uh, we, did, we went up Pikes Peak. We made it all the way up to the top. We did not roll down the mountain. Which was maybe a request from Cam just to, if they to did, really they'd be like, where's the battery? Right. James, James is, that is know. the best. No, that's the second best durability testing job ever. Condom company, number one. <laughs> battery, number two. Yeah. Right? But so you're, you're top five in terms of durability testing. I mean, going yeah, up we, uh, Pikes yeah, Peak we're, and we're doing good Nürburgring work. and all that <laughs> stuff, too. All right. Uh, last question, and I, I don't know the answer, uh, but. Everybody's getting in from aftermarket into the actual automobiles when they're sold, you know, from the factory, you know, produced, whatever. Where's Optima with that? And I, I'm, I'm assuming they're cars that are coming with Optimas, but are we into Fords and Chevys and big threes? Well, a lot of the newer vehicles do have uh, AGM technology which is a similar technology to, to Optima. And we, uh, our parent company, Johnson Controls, supplies those batteries. Oh, okay. So you're, it's essentially, it's, it's Optima family-owned or parent company. All right, yeah. so as, as long as everyone's wetting their beak, I'm fine. But our still DNA gotta, is there. Still got to find those little mom-pop companies to do the shroud and make it look like an old diehard and crush them. 
crush him. <laughs> all right. Are we missing anything? Is there any business that uh, we need to take yeah, care of? Yeah, you know, uh, all of you that are here at SEMA, you should come up here during the week and check out their, uh, their augmented reality thing that's going on. This thing's pretty awesome. Definitely check that out. And uh, visit OptimaBatteries.com to learn more about this battery and their entire line of stuff. The video j- you just saw, for you, for you that are here, you can go to CarCastShow.com. And for you guys listening back at home, CarCastShow.com, you can check out this cool little teaser video. Uh, it, it was pretty fun to watch. I remember Cam's laying that. He's laying the lick down with the flying V in the back. So you'll be that much more impressed by it. Uh, put your hands together for James Clay, everybody. And Cam Douglas and Optima Batteries. Until next time, this is uh, Adam for Cam and James. And Matt saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel.